Welcome to the Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Your host, Sue Meyer, is a Catholic wife and homeschool mom of 11. She shares her knowledge of the study of natural alternative medicine with you. While this show is not intended to diagnose or name any disease, through her experience, Sue will share helpful information to help you further your study into the amazing world of homeopathy. And now, here's your host, Sue Meyer. Hey folks, I just wanted to stop and chat a minute about a question that I'm getting all the time. This question is about EMFs and how do we protect ourselves from the stray voltage, the Wi-Fi exposure, the electromagnetic fields that we're constantly being exposed to that we never used to be exposed to. We're living in the age of technology and whether we want to admit it or not, it's there and it's affecting our natural energy within our own body, our physical body. It's affecting us. Everything from chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, headaches, you name it, it's it's affecting us. And depending on our personal constitution, our hereditary disposition, it affects us in our weakest areas. So how do we protect ourselves? Well, go to homeopathyformommies.com forward slash EMF and you will hear and see all of the information we have about EMF and how to protect yourself. On there, you're going to see a link that will take you to a, a, a personal device that I promote highly called the Q-Link. Fact is, I talk about it in our resource center of our members corner, which is our private group. I talk about the Q-Link there. We have a link for a safe sleeve for your your iPhones or your, te- your portable phones. It was kind of interesting in, in the last in the class I was teaching on cranial sacral. I had uh, all the girls, we had one girl being, um, she was on video live, and we were doing, we were testing things that our body deems as harmful. So these were just regular household items, and then the girl, she says, she goes, test your cell phones, test your cell phones. So we started testing our cell phones. Oh my goodness, it was the most toxic thing that was our bodies deemed as dangerous. So the safe sleeve is very, I love my safe sleeve. I wear, I have one for my phone. I would not be without it anymore because it really does help to protect you from that the electromagnetic pulsing from the phone, the Wi-Fi and the dangers of that cell phone. We also have a link for Swiss Harmony, which is a, it's internationally, it's been at the top of the line for protecting your home from Wi-Fi emissions. For years. It's the, one of the top companies worldwide. And so I have links on there for all of those that you can learn more about protecting your family. I hope this helps. Please do go to homeopathyformommies.com forward slash EMF to learn more about how to protect your family from the harmful emissions that we're being exposed to on a daily basis. May God bless you and yours. Hello everyone and welcome to Homeopathy for Mommies. I'm Sue Meyer. Today we are going to talk about our ears, hearing, and possible health issues like fluid retention, tinnitus, and Meniere's syndrome. I'm actually going to give a little bit of information about each and this is going to be audio one and then I'm going to put the rest of the training into the members group because we're going to go into more detail about it. But What I wanted to talk about here to the whole wide world and not just to our members is the fact that hearing or loss of hearing, deafness, tinnitus, Meniere's disease, 
All of these things are helped so, 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 so quickly with homeopathy. It's just amazing to me. I will say there are going to be occasions if someone has, they come to you and they have hearing issues and there's been a lot of um, infection that have gone has gone on for years and years. There could be a lot of destruction of the bones or even in the mastoid area that there can actually be a lot of destruction and we maybe can't help them 100% um, or we're only going to be able to help them a little bit or only going to be able to stop that stinky drainage or whatever. But the point is in homeopathy is we're always going to be able to bring about some benefit and obviously in homeopathy we do no harm so it's certainly not going to hurt anyone to use homeopathy when they have ear issues and I encourage all parents to look at homeopathy first I know um, my friend Dr. Morgan it was his son's ear infection that brought him to homeopathy in the first place he was a PA and he had his son had recurring ear issues. He tells this story. I'm, I'm not, he, he's freely always telling the story because it's exciting. People get excited and, and he found that his son just got better. And it's like, oh my goodness, you know, how does, how does this happen? Because we see these wonderful changes toward health, we gravitate towards it. If we have a curious mind or our heart wants to know truth, we will always gravitate towards homeopathy. So it's very, very exciting. And I just, wanted to share a little bit about this. Like I said, I'm going to put the rest of this training in the members corner as one of our monthly mini trainings, but other people can get much benefit out of this too. It's just, it's just not going to be real detailed because I don't, I don't want you to be overwhelmed. <laughs> if I sat here and started naming off 150 remedies, you're just going to go, ah, right. But I can tell you that there is much help for these issues. I always put out a printable in the members corner. And so like the first thing you're going to see here is a diagram, of course, of the ear, the ear canal, the middle ear, the eardrum, the middle ear, and then you're going to see the inner ear and all the different parts. And then we're going to talk about each of these because one of the main things that people come to me with is the children with ear problems. Oh, my, my child has fluid in the ear and I don't want them to have to get tubes. What can I do? I will tell you, this has been a really difficult situation, even as a, as a homeopath. I've had trouble with this myself. I've gotten, I've had children that have improved, um, but it's not something that just like simply goes away real easy for me. And, but again, that's not, that's not an acute inflammation. It's fluid retention. Why do we have this fluid retention? What's going on? And it's, and the doctors can give their best guess. They can say it's swollen adenoids or tonsils and things like this. And so what I've done with this mini training is I've actually put all these different categories together so with homeopathic remedies labeled in under each. But it is really interesting if you, once you learn a little bit about ear situations, it's most amazing, most, most amazing because everything is so intricate. So like the fluid in the ear, what are some of the reasons? Um, it's literally like 2.2 million cases of otitis media with effusion in the United States each year. So that's literally about 90 out of 100 children will get fluid in their ears at some point before they reach five or six years old. That's pretty huge. It's kind of nice to have homeopathy in your pocket for this situation. So some of the things, they don't know what really causes it, but they do know that it could be allergies or any kind of congestion, like even from a virus or cold, um, some other kind of infection. 
or even someone, even pregnancy can cause it for the woman. Enlarged sinus tissue, nasal polyps, tonsils, or adenoids, or other growths which can block the auditory tubes. Exposure from, to chemicals or irritants. Damage to the auditory tube from radiation for head or neck or cancer. Um, surgeries can cause the auditory tube congestion. Barometer trauma to the ears. In other words, rapid changes in ambient pressure. Oral abnormalities associated cleft palate or Down syndrome. So these are some of the things that can actually cause a congestion or an impairment that can cause the serous otitis media. And have, then you'll end up with that fluid retention there. And so we talk about some of the different remedies. Now, again, obviously, you know that in homeopathy, we, I always say, you know what, if you have a chronic condition, seek out a homeopath. There's hundreds of really good homeopaths in the United States. I admit they're all getting really, really busy lately because people are going to them like crazy. But there's nothing wrong with jumping on member's corner or going to your Materia Medica and looking up some of these symptoms in these rubrics. And so that's what we're trying to teach. That's what that's what the member's corner is all about. Like I said, every month we have the mini training and we have all the different resources and we have the, the members forum and that people can ask questions and the other members will help them seek and find an answer. But the point is, is I'm... I'm seeking my job I'm trying to do is to give people the skills to help themselves. Okay. So like before something becomes terribly chronic, let's take care of it in acute phase. If your child's not talking, for instance, doesn't seem to be able to hear, or just maybe appears to be completely deaf. Let's look that up, look it up in the repertory. And we do teach acute case taking or basic case taking 101 in, in the members corner as well. And that's, like I said, that's, we're trying to get the skills. We're trying to give people that knowledge, how to take care of these situations themselves. Because yes, I would always seek a homeopath for a serious situation, but if you can't get in right away, there's no harm in trying an acute remedy for your child to relieve the pain or the pressure yourself. And so that's, you know, like I said, that's my, my goal. Uh, well, even my homeopathy for mommies book, you know, I didn't know how to tell people what my goal was in life. And I love, I love to take cases. I love to help people. But the most exciting thing is when you can help someone help themselves. And like I said, that's the first statement I believe in my homeopathy for mommy's book that my dad used to say, you can give a man a fish and feed him for a day. You can teach a man to fish and feed him for a lifetime. And that's what we're trying to do in our members corner is teach people how to use the basics of natural remedies, natural herbs, natural everything to care for their family. Once you get the basic things on hand, you can treat almost any situation. It's really rather amazing. And so even with these ear issues, like I said, ear issues are kind of near and dear to my heart. When I was putting this little mini training together, I, I have a, a sibling that has hearing issues. Ne Mom never knew it until he joined, had his ear tested and he found out that as an adult that he couldn't hear loud noises. Good grief, there's a remedy for that. <laughs> so anyway, it's really interesting if you would have known that. My mom used to wonder why he couldn't hear her sometimes when she would just talk to him. And he would ignore her completely. And then she, or she would call him and he, he would ignore her. And then she, would, she found that if she just said his name real softly, he would hear her. So 
you know why is that you know we have auditory mysteries even <laughs> but anyway i i just every time i put these mini trainings together i just get excited because it's it's really fun to see an entire subject all boiled down and i completely intended to this to only be a podcast and I, as i started to put this together i said oh my gosh this is such a huge subject so <laughs> i it became bigger than i planned it to be and so like I said it will be a full mini training and it's really really exciting to do that all right I also put some pictures on this paper here too of different types of middle ear infections a norm what a normal ear would look like if you looked in with an otoscope into someone's ear um, or if you've seen some fluid or if you've seen it was that it was full of fluid and that's called diffusion um, and how the doctors diagnose that what is he looking what is he looking for when he doesn't otoscope examination and what is a health like I said it's really important to know what a healthy ear looks like versus a diseased ear and I know a friend of mine he also is a PA he lives in town here and he he did a ear training for a lot of our moms I invited moms to come in and he did a full PowerPoint with our moms for this what to look for with ear infections and how to recognize when something's not healthy. So it was really, really a good training for the moms that came into the store, but I don't have that PowerPoint. So <laughs> I was actually going to ask him if he would share it with us. I think it would be awesome to have him teach a class because like I said, he's a PA. He doesn't use homeopathy, but he he's really good with just the functional issues. Um, and of course, they always prescribe antibiotics, but he loves our store and he... <laughs> He would rather do things natural if he had that, if he had that knowledge. And so, you know, that's where we're a little bit ahead of him there. So anyway, we move on and I also talk in this little training here about tinnitus. And we have to know, first of all, what is tinnitus, right? And tinnitus is actually any sort of ringing in the ears. It can also sound like roaring, clicking, hissing, or buzzing. It may be soft or loud, high-pitched or low-pitched. You might hear it in either one or both ears. Roughly 10% of all adult population in the United States experiences tinnitus um, lasting at least five minutes in the past year. This amounts to 25 million Americans a year has some form of tinnitus. And you're to, just so you understand that it is not a disease, it is a symptom that something else is wrong in the auditory system, which includes it could be the ear, it could be the auditory nerve that connects to the inner ear, or to the brain, um, and the parts of the brain that process sound. Something as simple as a piece of earwax blocking the ear canal can cause tinnitus, but it can also be the result of a number of other health conditions, such as noise-induced hearing loss, ear and sinus infections, diseases of the heart or blood vessels, Meniere's disease, brain tumors, hormonal changes in women, or thyroid abnormalities. Tinnitus is sometimes the first sign of hearing loss in older people. It can also be a side effect of medications. More than 200 drugs are known to cause tinnitus when you start or stop taking them. So that's another thing. And oddly enough, it's so amazing. Homeopathy works so, so well for tinnitus. I, <laughs> uh, I didn't have tinnitus. Um, but, I, but I will tell you, Meniere's disease that we're going to talk about next year, I had Meniere's disease and didn't even know it back when I was actually quite young. I was a young mother and I'd, I would take naps in the afternoon. I was always really, really tired. Um, like when I was pregnant or nursing, I probably took a nap five days a week. 
And my kids knew that when mom laid down to take a nap, everybody had to be quiet or had to be resting themselves. And when I would wake up like with a start, I'd jump out of bed like, oh my gosh, I slept too long. I would jump up and I would go to run towards the kitchen. <laughs> and I would literally sidestep, sidestep and I'd end up running into the wall. And the kids, mom, are you okay? And I would say, oh, just, I'm just woke up too fast. But oddly enough, I would do that in the morning as well. My husband would wake me up, and he was, he was pretty gentle about waking me up. But I, I would have to get up at 5 to make his lunch, get him off to work or whatever. And so I would wake up in the morning, and sure enough, it was like I thought it was normal to get up, take about four steps, and start sidestepping until I ran into the desk or the wall. <laughs> and then I'd make it to the kitchen and kind of get my eyes open. And, you know, because my husband would be in the bathroom, so I would just go to the kitchen and start packing his lunch right away. And... Oddly enough, that is early symptoms of Meniere's disease, that when you raise your head from the pillow or you get up from a lying position and you, you have this, this, this tottering gait, this dizziness. <laughs> and anyway, I ended up taking, I did, I took a, a remedy for something entirely different. <laughs> and guess what? My Meniere's disease went away. So that's just it. And I will tell you, I have... Up here at the top of this um, this this training, we, I go through a few remedies specifically in this training, but for hearing loss of or deafness, there's 263 remedies listed. For impaired hearing, there's 423 remedies listed. So it's the subject is huge, and like I said, we're going to break this down a little bit in our mini training, but. At the same time, I wanted everyone else to know that there is so much help for all of these situations, all of them. Everything from inflammation, you know, to the effusion, to the children needing tubes in their ears, um, otitis media that has, you know, that's just, like I said, the inflammation, the, the, one of the scariest, um, ear issues is the mastoiditis. And so that's what we talk about in this mini training. That's now, and there is help. It's just amazing. I just get so excited. Even, even though I've been doing these podcasts now, almost seven years, guys, it's crazy. But when I do a, a podcast or a mini training like this, I do, I get really excited <laughs> because it's so often you're, you're like, you'll be studying one little tiny case and then you will go, you know, you don't really just delve into the entire subject. And so that's the opportunity that the mini trainings give me. And I really enjoy them a lot. But the whole Meniere's disease, what is Meniere's disease, Right. A lot of people don't realize the seriousness of Meniere's and how common it really is. And I had a lady come into the store the other day. She's, she actually is a member on our forum, our members corner. Um, she lives in town here. She came and she goes, Sue, she goes, I know I don't want to take a lot of your time, but can you direct me in the, where I go? I have two friends. Both of them are suffering from tinnitus. Okay. And I just looked at her. <laughs> And I said, I, I, I gave her a remedy to start with. I said, but before you even do anything, I, I, I usually have people start with a cell salt, but find out they're never well since. What was going on in their life when it started? Did they just have the flu? Did they undergo some emotional shock, trauma, injury, fright? All of those things are what really, really matters, you know? And so that's what I really have to stress to people, it's not just a remedy for this, this situation or that situation. It's we need to look at the whole person. A good homeopath is very quickly going to size everything up, going to rubric everything out 
Just look up all the symptoms, find the best remedy for your situation, and give you that remedy. The purpose of our mini training, the purpose for these podcasts is to tell you there's help out there. Yay. (laughs) The purpose for the mini trainings is so that parents can become very proficient, for one, in taking care of their children, and that they can give an acute remedy while they're waiting to see a homeopath. That's my goal in doing these these mini trainings. And I will tell you that there's so many smart people on our forum now. I can't believe it. I just, I cannot believe some of their answers when, when somebody asks a question and what their answers are. It's, it's really rather shocking to me. All right. As far as Meniere's disease, it's basically a disorder of the inner ear that causes severe dizziness or vertigo. Ringing in the ears can be a part of it. Hearing loss, a feeling of fullness or congestion in the ear. Meniere's disease usually affects only one ear. You, there's usually no pain with it as far as you don't really know you have anything wrong with you. It's usually just that dizziness. The, oh, I, <laughs> my first case of Meniere's disease was a dog. My dad actually called, and I've told this story before, but she was an older dog, and he called me so, so upset and scared. And he said that his dog had, well, she was really a smart dog, but anyway, she had started walking in circles. But he said this started out a couple of weeks before he called me. And he said, like, when we walk out to the barn, he said she'd start to walk and she would be walking crooked. It would, off at an angle away from the barn, she'd have to stop, look up, readjust herself, and start walking towards the barn again. Before you know it, she'd be walking off at an angle. And he said that's what he noticed before. He said, what the? That's weird. Anyway, and so then when she started walking in circles, that's when he called me. And so anyway, we did. We healed her up perfectly fine from that and he was he just was such a believer in homeopathy because you know it was miraculous the way she got over her illness but I just had to look at her as at her personality and try to fit a homeopathic remedy assuming she was a person what her personality was and it was amazing it worked really really well but Meniere's disease can develop at any age it, it most likely happens to adults between 40 and 60 and like I said it could Sometimes they don't know what it's caused from, to tell you the truth. They very often just call it syndrome because syndrome means we don't know what causes an issue. Um, But it has to do with a labyrinth um, that balances our, you know, gives us our writing reflex. And, you know, we know up is up and down is down. And so that can get messed up. And so as far as Meniere's disease, there's so much help for it too. I I get really excited. It's like, don't go to the doctor, use homeopathy. (laughs) All right. Okay. So I guess I just, there's not a whole lot more I can say. I can't really sit here and give you a whole bunch of advice about particular remedies, but I will tell you guys that the one remedy that comes up the most often for ear issues, and oddly enough, I do, I, it's not a remedy I've used a lot of because I usually use a constitutional and have really good luck with a constitutional. But for acute issues, a low potency, even in an X potency, the herb itself is called Jerusalem oak, but it's Chenopodium anthelminticum. And this remedy is a great, great ear issue remedy. And I would use it in a really low potency, like a 3X even. And again, it's spelled C-H-E-N-O-P-O-D-I-U-M. Second word, A-N-T-H, would be sufficient for the second word in this for this remedy. 
And like I said, I'm, I'm not. Uh, there's so many remedies that we're going to discuss in the mini training. But for those of you who went through this whole podcast listening to it, I will tell you that's one remedy you should have on hand for anyone with it, with an earache, with ear issues. It's fantastic for ear disorders, deafness, otitis media, tinnitus, Meniere's disease. It's very, very good remedy to have on hand. And that's just one of the many tools that we have in our tool belt. <laughs> so folks, with that, I'm going to let you go. And I appreciate you listening to my podcasts and sharing your this information with other people. It really gives me a boost. And it's exciting to know that so many people are learning so much about natural health. All right, folks. May God bless you and yours. Thanks for listening to this episode of Homeopathy for Mommies radio show. Please visit Sue on her website, homeopathyformommies.com, and join us right here at homeopathyformommiesradio.com, Wednesday, noon Eastern. As always, we pray the Lord blesses you with good health, vitality, strength, and wisdom.